0: Did you know that, on average, when in a work meeting, employees aren't able to concentrate for um, more than 13 minutes before they zone out, before they start checking their emails and doodling on their pads of paper? Phone calls to family members last just nine minutes before someone starts multitasking and doing the housework around the house at the same time. And listening to chatty colleagues keeps us gripped for just nine minutes. But that's cut to six minutes if someone's got a particularly warring voice. How good are you at listening? Well, last week we were thinking about uh, God calling us to be a fearless church in a climate of fear and anxiety around us at the moment. Remembering that Jesus is the good shepherd who is with us wherever we go, who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death who prepares a table for us where we can sit and rest and feast and delight, even in the presence of our enemies, as Psalm 23 reminds us. And this week we're carrying on thinking about Jesus as the good shepherd, but looking at the words in John's gospel in chapter 10. Verse 3 says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, that is the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And we sense that in this season, one of the things God is calling us to be as a church, one of the things he's placed on our hearts is to be a listening church. A church that's in step with God, that's following him and going where he's going because we're listening to what he's saying and because we're seeking him and his direction as he calls us forwards and leads us into the world around us. And in a sense, just as with all of these words which we've been looking at in these series, in this series over the last few weeks, what kind of church God's calling us to be in this time and in this season that we're in, compassionate, family, missional, rooted, uh, fearless. Really, all of these words are pretty timeless, and things which God could always be calling us to into more of. But just as we've hopefully shown with each of those words over the last few weeks, I think that there's also something particular about this season that we're in—a time, a time when the world around us is um, has been shaken up, is is grieving unexpected losses, big and small—is grieving the ongoing injustices of racism which have uh, just come to the fore again, even in this last week in America. And also something particular about this time and season that we're in as a church family is St. Mark's. Looking back on the last 30 years as we have done this year and celebrating God's faithfulness, but also looking forward to, to this next chapter and the new thing which is coming and this new season which we're heading into. That means that now, more than ever, it's so important that we need to be listening to God. To the gentle whisper of his Holy Spirit. Not not an audible voice, but that very sense within our souls, discerning, recognising his promptings. Listening as a church together too. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? You know, we live in a pretty noisy world, and I think particularly in London, it gets pretty loud at times. How many times have you checked your phone already today? How many adverts have you seen on the TV this week or on uh, billboards or on bus stops around your streets? How many Zoom calls have you had in the last month? You know, lockdown gave us a glimpse of a quieter life, but I feel like, at least for me, the volume's already been ramped right back up, even in the last few weeks. And often our lives are very full, very loud, and it can be hard, can't it, to distill a gentle whisper from the symphonies of sounds going on around us. So what can we learn today from a shepherd and his sheep about listening to God? Well, this idea, this picture which Jesus paints would have been familiar in a society where sheep farming was a staple of the economy. The sheepfold would have most likely have been a large communal enclosure where a number of flocks of sheep were herded for safety at night. And so the calling of the sheep in the morning was an actual thing. It's not just a sentimental picture which Jesus is painting for the Pharisees who he's talking to. No, each shepherd would gather his own flock from the larger herd in the fold by calling them to himself each morning. And not just a generic call, like, all sheep belonging to me over this way, follow me. But no, apparently naming each sheep was genuinely a thing which shepherds did in 1st century Israel. I would love to know Uh, some of the names they came up with. But the shepherd would call his sheep by name and they'd recognise his voice and follow him out to to find water and green pastures during the day. And if someone snuck into the fold and tried to lure the sheep away, actually they'd have a really difficult job of getting these sheep to move because these sheep wouldn't recognise that person's voice. They wouldn't trust them or follow them very easily. And Jesus here in this illustration is the Good Shepherd, the one who calls his sheep, who calls us by name. And many of us today will have responded to that call at a particular point in our lives, will have been led out of the fold, will be following Jesus, journeying with him day by day. Verse 4 says, when he is brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice whether or not we've responded to that call. Yet in today's world, I think for all of us, there are so many different voices getting at us from all different sides, trying to get us to follow their directions, to, to buy into their narratives, to trying to lure us away from the Good Shepherd. Jesus here was talking particularly to the Pharisees, who were leading people astray and burdening them by uh, with false teachings about God and with extra laws. But what voices are most likely to distract you from following Jesus today? The world tells us that we've got to be busy to have worth. It tells us that we've got to be in a relationship to be happy. It tells us that we've got to achieve something great with our lives for them to have any meaning the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy these narratives aren't life-giving they they grind us down but Jesus's voice is different Jesus's call is to new life to life in all its fullness with him it leads us to green pastures it leads us to quiet waters it refreshes our souls and Jesus's call is profoundly personal. He calls us, he calls you by name because he knows you completely. He invites you to participate in this new life with him. But we need to keep listening for it, don't we? To keep hearing this call, even when we've been following Jesus for a long time, because he's constantly moving us forwards with him, leading us on further and further into this new life. And yet there's also this ongoing competition from other voices, other narratives trying to distract us from that, trying to lure us away from that new life which he holds out for us. And so we constantly need to be seeking his direction, listening to him, going where we hear him calling us. You know, sheep are by nature pretty helpless animals. They're totally reliant on a shepherd to lead them to clean water, to green pastures, to protect them from predators and other animals and thieves. They're basically a really underwhelming animal to be compared to. They perfectly capture our dependence on God and on how much we need him. And so the flip side of listening to God is responding with humility recognizing uh, that we need to surrender to our own ways when we're following Jesus, uh, surrendering our own plans, our own desires, our own ideas, the idea that we know best. And I think that COVID has kind of forced this on us a little bit, hasn't it? Um, You know, just that, that realization that we're not totally in control of our own lives and we can't plan everything the way that we want it to be but we know that there's one who is in control, one who will lead us if we're willing to let him. We can follow him and he promises to guide us through this life and into eternity with him. And so God invites us to be a listening church, a church that listens to his voice as he calls each one of us by name, and a church that follows him step by step where he's going. And on the one hand, we've talked about not listening to the, to the voices in the surrounding culture, which try and distract us away from Jesus, following Jesus. But at the same time, he didn't remove us from the world when he called us by name. He doesn't keep us in the, sheep, in the um, sheepfold in a safe little bubble uh, to protect us. No, he leads us through the world, each day through valleys, Through pastures, through uh, waters, through wastelands. And so wherever we are, kind of in that journey with him, whatever that looks like for us at the moment, we don't want to be so blinkered uh, that kind of we're only when we're not seeing what's going on around us. We're not kind of aware of where we are or what's going on in the world. In Matthew chapter 16, the Pharisees test Jesus. By asking him for a sign from heaven, they're basically saying, God, you reveal yourself to us so clearly through this sign. But Jesus rebukes them, saying, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Look what's going on around you. Look what's happening in this world. Listen to the signs of the times Sense the spiritual climate and the spiritual atmosphere of the world in this present time that we're in. Where's God moving? Where's his spirit? What's he doing? What's he stirring up around us and how can we get in with that? A few weeks ago, we were thinking about being a family. We're thinking about being united in our diversity. And Charlie talked about the church being a prophetic voice. In the world speaking into issues of injustice and racism. And he mentioned a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. who said, the church has been an echo rather than a voice, a tail light rather than a headlight leading men to higher levels of justice. But we can only be a prophetic voice In the world around us, a headlight speaking hope and truth into issues of injustice, into this climate of fear and anxiety that we're in if we're listening to God. We can't do that in our own strength or without listening or just kind of saying what first comes to our mind, what we think is a good idea, to say no, we're to seek God. We're to cultivate a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit prompting us, convicting us, nudging us forwards and giving us words to speak in humility and in truth to the world around us. The apostle John writes in the book of Revelation, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you at the moment? what he's saying to us as a church, as St Mark's. Are you or are we slowing down enough and being quiet enough to listen to God? What else or who else are we listening to? What other things are distracting us from hearing God's call? And maybe for some of us, a lot of the time, it might not actually feel like God's calling us forward in any particularly clear direction or sense of that word, kind of calling. We just keep doing what we're doing. We keep uh, spending time with him. We keep praying. We keep working. We keep hanging out with our friends, with our family. We read our Bibles. I I know the feeling. I literally got my fringe cut last week because I felt like something needed to change in my life. Listening isn't often dramatic, it isn't often glamorous, it's not going to kind of have great things which we can show off about in, you know, in our days, but it doesn't lead to kind of a booming voice giving us clear-cut five-year life plans as much as some of us would love one of those to know where we're heading. But listening here is an attitude, it's a posture towards God, which I want to kind of Kind of pervade my whole life, I want my whole life to be defined by that listening attitude towards God, that kind of expectation of the, that he speaks, that um, just sense of, of him being there, present, and me listening to him in everything that I'm doing. And every so often there's a gentle whisper, there's a quiet calling, a, a, a small acceleration, the next step forward's, in our journey, something changes. I want to be ready for that. I want to be listening so that I can sense, I can tell when that's coming. I want to be open to hearing God's call forward. I want to be able to sense this spiritual climate around me. I want to follow the Good Shepherd where he's going. Do we know God's voice well enough to follow him wherever he calls us. Because the thing about saying you'll follow someone wherever they call you uh, to some place new or unknown is that you need to be able to trust the person who's leading you. You need to be able to trust that they're not going to suddenly abandon you halfway down the road or be leading you in completely the wrong direction. But we know don't we, that we can trust Jesus, the Good Shepherd, because he has gone before us. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, just as Jesus laid down his life for us on the cross, so that we could have eternal life with him, life to the full. Let me pray for us now. Lord Jesus, we, we long to be a listening church. We long to hear your gentle whisper. We long to hear you calling us by name, calling us forward into new things, speaking to us, guiding us, leading us in all that we're doing. Teach us to Listen to you. Please would you reveal where we need to slow down, where we need to quiet other voices, where we need to remove other distractions so that we can hear you more clearly. Reveal those things to us now and help us to lay them down at your feet, at the foot of the cross where you gave your life for us so that we could have life to the full with you. Lord, we long to walk in the fullness of that life today, this week, going forwards. We long to respond to your call with humility, trusting that you are in control. You know what's best. Come, Lord Jesus refresh us by your Holy Spirit today. Amen.